Uh, you, you may be seated, but you may not be greeted. Sorry, I, I got to get that in while we can. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's funny. I've been wearing a mask so long, but then like occasionally you do forget. You get all, like halfway to the store and you realize, oh, I don't have my mask. You have to go back. And uh, so I'm, ho- I'm hoping like I won't keep wearing this after all of this is over. Um, of course, maybe it's stylish, like Princess Bride. Everyone's wearing them. No, uh, some of you got that reference. Some of you need to watch better movies. Uh, we're, we're, work, we're working through Second Peter, though, and we're, we, we're amazingly, I, I think this is three weeks in chapter one. I mean, it, it's not a long letter, so we've got to stretch it out. I, if I counted right, we're like in week 24 of First and Second Peter, I, and uh, it's funny because I may have duplicated there in the middle, so this could be week 25. We don't know. There might be, a, I think there's a 10A and a 10B, uh, because, you know, if you don't like organized religion, Try us. We're not that organized, or at least Jeff's not. So 2 Peter, starting at chapter 1. Uh, it, <laughs> it's funny because this is going to bring up a passage of Scripture that I was talking about earlier. It's, it's, one of those, it's an interesting passage that's going to come up in the middle that it's not one I would particularly pick to preach on, but it's going to come up this week. So uh, starting verse 12. Therefore, I always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you've been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life, so I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. So remind you of these things. Remember of these things. And, and you know, we, we have reminders. This week, I got a call from my dad, and he said, and we, it was slightly windy. Anyone? Notice it was slightly windy. Does anyone like tense up? I was never really tense when there was a a big wind, but now after the the tornado that most of you know about that hit our house, uh, big wind, Jeff gets a little more tense than he used to. uh, And so dad calls, he's like, a branch hit the house. And I'm like, oh no. Uh, And (laughs) when I got home shortly after, it was a very large branch. It was on the roof, it bent some things up, and I had to go up on the roof with a chainsaw, and I was very much reminded uh, of what it's like to be in a tornado, and don't worry, it wasn't huge damage, I cut it, I didn't fall off the roof or anything, all kinds of, of good things there, but I remembered the tornado, and, but I also remembered all the people coming to help, so I was kind of like trying to focus on the good things. Uh, now, sometimes we need reminders, I don't want reminders about tornadoes anymore, I know Facebook forever will remind you, you know, a year from things that things happen. I generally don't put bad things in my life on there because I don't want to be reminded every year of those bad things. Uh, some of you are like, I should have thought of that before I posted all those bad things. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we need reminders. Does anyone know what I preached on last week? You weren't here, and it was not available online in any format, so... I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, you know, but even those of you who are here, you may not remember, right? Like, you, you hope you got something from it, but honestly, and, and some of you might be like, no, I remember exactly, because I can look back on my notes. Do you remember the week before? Without looking at your notes. <laughs> uh, do you remember the week before that? Ten weeks ago. No, I, we tend to forget things. Uh, and I even actually, I, although I haven't been good at lately making sure I track everything, I try to keep things in a spreadsheet so I know when I used last, you know, different stories about Jesus and scriptures and things because, you know, I can't even remember sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, we just spoke on that. And I look back at my spreadsheet and it's like three years ago. 
Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, we all need to be reminded. I rarely go to a church and hear a sermon. Uh, you know, I, I go on vacation. I'm actually excited when I go on vacation. I actually go to other churches. I, some pastors take off. I just love being in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? So, like, we go everywhere. My kids still talk about, like, different, our vacation churches we go to. And, you know, I enjoy it. And, you know, when I, when I hear, and it's funny, because and sometimes people recommend pastors to me. They're like, oh, you got to hear this guy. He's incredible. Uh, and I'm, like, thinking, well, what am I? Like, <laughs> he's incredible, Jeff. You're just, eh, eh. <laughs> thanks. Um, and then, like, I'm listening to him going, am I supposed to be more like this guy? But at some point, you just get, you know, okay with who you are, and Jesus made me, and if you don't like it, I'll try to get better, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, rare, I rarely hear a sermon, whether it's online or it's in person, some, that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's completely new content. Because I'm at the point in my life where I've, I've read through um, the Bible. Now, I haven't read every book about the Bible. Sometimes there's little, like, tweaks of verses and things people see that I haven't seen yet, but I rarely get somewhere, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard this. If probably if I get somewhere and I've said I've never heard this, they're probably not talking about Jesus in the Bible. So, <laughs> not to be, you know, as, as my mentor used to say, braggadocious. You know, not, it's not a word, but we're going to use it. <laughs> She'll live on. Uh, but, you know, I, but really, I rarely hear a sermon that surprises me, but we still have to listen humbly because even though we might be putting them into practice, there's a lot of things in scriptures that we need to be reminded of. You know, we have to be reminded of these things. And so, you know, as long as, I, Peter, Peter says here, as long as I live, because the end is coming. And we've talked about that with Peter. These are the last words. This is kind of the last thing that we know that he wrote. Uh, and so the NIV, actually, uh, we had a conversation last week on the way out uh, with some people uh, who are newer. And, you know, they're like, what translation are you reading? And we tend to read the New Living Translation, not because it's inspired. Some people, uh, you know, it's just... It's a readable translation. Uh, I liked the NIV, but I didn't like the newer NIV for some of the translational decisions they made. You know, I, I like the ESV, but it can be kind of clunky. You know, we got some folks who like the KJV, which is kind of fun because, you know, thou shalt not kill sounds a lot better than do not murder. Uh, but then some people think that thou shalt not kill, and they're like, well, how can you go hunting? That's killing. I'm like, well, that's not the kind of killing they're talking about. But, but you know, there's, there's all kinds of different translations, and, and they bring out different things. I, it, but where, where I like, the NIV preserves something from the Greek that, that most translations don't hear. Uh, so in, in verse 13, the Greek says, I think it is right to refresh your memory as, as long as I live in the tent of this body. Uh, the, the tent. And there's an impermanence to tent. Who here likes camping? Who here does not like camping? <laughs> You're like, we worked thousands of years to not be living in tents. We worked thousands of years for indoor plumbing, and now we want to go take a vacation from it? Maybe you'd be more agreeable to, like, motorhome camping, which isn't really camping. I'm sorry for those of you who camp in motorhomes. That's not camping. Camping is a tent. Camping is sleeping on the ground. For me, camping is a hammock because I'm old and things hurt and the hammock is nice and comfy when we did the Appalachian Trail. You know, I sleep in a hammock uh, and I picture Gilligan's Island, you know, and I, I'm over, Bob's over top of me. I'm like, hey, little buddy. No. <laughs> Would I be Skipper or Gilligan? I don't know. <laughs> Just having some fun. Uh, <laughs> but the tent, uh, you know, gr the Greek here literally reads, and the New Testament is written in Greek. I don't try to dwell on everything the Greek says because you can get most of everything out of the, the 
the, uh, the English translations, but sometimes there's some cool things in there in the Greek. The Greek literally would read, um, as long as I'm in this tent. So, you know, there, there's, it's fun to camp. You, you can even live in a tent. You know, nomads lived in tents. I, I know a lot of our homeless friends and folks li- live, live in tents. But there's, you know, they're, they're sort of, they're temporary. They're made to be moved on if they have to. And that's really how life is. We're just tenting in this world. This is, you know, our, not our permanent place. This is not where we're designed to be. Ultimately, you know, life is temporary and we move on. Now, often, if we're honest, we try to build our kingdom in this world, but you're going to move on. You're going to leave it here. Uh, you know, it, it's good to care for the tent. You know, you often hear, you know, stories about me, like, biking and things like that. And, you know, I don't know if you know it, but I like to pick things up and put things down. You know, I, 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 do, I do enjoy exercise. I try to take care of this tent because I want this, you know, tent to be working as good as I can as long as I have it. But, you know, you can invest everything in your health, but ultimately... I don't know if you know this, I met this, <laughs> this girl at the gym, she was hilarious, because um, people are always, like, funny when they find out I'm a pastor, because then they're, like, kind of going back in their mind, like, how many cuss words did I say before I realized <laughs> this guy, w- and she was like, I'm sorry for my language, and I'm like, you didn't say anything that I remember, but anyway, <laughs> you know, she, she's a nurse, and she was like, we were talking about death, and how people kind of kind of hide from it in our culture, but you know what the death rate is currently? 100 percent uh outside of you know jesus well he died and came back again you know even lazarus jesus raised lazarus what, what did lazarus do he died eventually right like he got to die twice so i guess that makes up for jesus oh you know, and then, you know there's a couple old testament people get pulled up but anyway death rate is hovers around 100 percent. i can guarantee you of you know well death and taxes because you know you know some government's going to tax you while you're here but <laughs> you know you know we are going to go on. This is not our permanent home. And so it's, he says, I will work hard to make sure you always remember. You know, Because it's important, Peter is passing on the faith. Now, some of us are parents. Um, parenting is interesting. <laughs> All the children get nervous because they don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell stories about my kids right now. I'm not. But no, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy parenting. I, I, I like watching them play sports, I have to admit. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't push them to sports. I was like, I would have been fine if they were like musical or that kind of stuff, I, you know. But I mean, I did sports. My wife's athletic. We kind of, it kind of, it's genetics. They couldn't get away from it. <laughs> they like to pick things up and put things down. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want them to be happy. You know, I, I generally, you, you want your kids to, to be content and happy with life. That's good. I want them to be financially secure. So, you know, we spend time talking about how to, to, to spend wisely and, and not go into debt and all kinds of things and you know, how to build assets, um, <laughs> even if you don't have any assets. <laughs> but, you know, ultimately what I want from them is to follow Jesus uh, more than anything else. Uh, you know, and we, we work hard to pass it on to our kids. And so we talk about things like, okay, you're angry. Yeah, that happens. You know, how do you deal with that as a believer and a follower of Jesus? And, you know, relationships, you know, how do you handle those kind of things and the details, you know, if you're a believer and follower of Jesus? And, you know, I, I, you know some people, it's funny because when you get to kids in faith, they say, what? I want to let them choose their own thing. I do want them to choose their own thing because they have to choose, but I'm going to make every effort (laughs) to to make sure they choose well because we wouldn't take that approach with any other aspect for our kids right you know if your kid comes to you and they're a teenager and some of you can picture this you know they're like hey i want an ar-15 10 gallons of gas some and some meth you wouldn't be like here you go 
whatever you choose is great. No, you would immediately go with your grounded. I don't know what you're up to, but you don't need those things. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, but as a parent, you know, we, we try to pass on faith to our kids. It's important. But, you know, uh, you know, we should also look to spiritually parent. You may not be a parent. You, maybe that, that, that phase is done for some of you, too. And uh, maybe you have a good... And so we, we need to pass on and, and invest in people. And that's why it's important to know people. And I know it is weird during a pandemic because it's, it's hard to invest in people the same way because you're not even sure. Like, people come in to meet me. They're, like, not sure. You know, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Do I, you know, where do I sit? Do we sit 25 feet apart? You know, I met someone at Starbucks the other night. I'm I'm like, I don't even know if they're open, uh, you know, and then we're like sitting outside and there's the awkward, do I cover my face between sips of tea, you know, and then everyone's asking now, you know, like, are you vaccinated or not? You know, you know, it's like you got a tattoo with little marks or something saying you did. I don't know, but you know, it, it's complicated, but you know, are we investing in people? You know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of Christians have kind of, to be uh, get real here for a second, Kind of like, oh, well, it's during the pandemic. I'm not going to invest in care in people, right? Okay, I'll be honest. You just haven't been to, doing as much as, you know, we could. The cults have twice contacted me. <laughs> I'm getting phone calls because they can't go door to door, which was awkward and weird on the church's voicemail because <laughs> I think they were just dialing numbers like, you know, 697, one, two, They're like, yeah, I know it's a church, but you should go to this cult's website uh, and, and check us out. Uh, I didn't, although I have been to their website because I do like to have dialogue there. But, you know, we need to invest. It's ultimately our legacy is not the stuff we leave behind. My kids will inherit my stuff. I, some of you know our family's weird about death. We're just very open about it. Like we, you know, went through my parents' house and put tags on stuff we want because it just, you know, solves the fighting later. Uh, I know that sounds crazy to the rest of you, but that's just how we live because we know this life is temporary. It's moving on eventually. And so, you know, speak now. <laughs> Forever hold your peace. Uh, but, you know, our legacy, you know, my kids will inherit my junk. But, but really, the real spiritual legacy I want them to have, um, the real legacy is spiritual. I, I want them to inherit my faith, if you will. And the world, to be honest, is distracting. If we're not careful... It's easy to kind of put the spiritual stuff off to the side because, you know, this is great. You're in church. You're thinking about Jesus. We're singing to Jesus. You're online. You're watching. You're, you're talking about Jesus. Some of you are going to call me later today. What's up? Ring. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's great, but Monday's coming. Sunday's here, but Monday's a coming. We'll do the opposite of that, you know, famous sermon. And it's hard sometimes to live out that faith during the rest of the week because you have work. You got to go to work. You're dealing with stuff. Hopefully you're dealing with things in a Jesus-y way, but there, there's work. There's school. There, 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 there's all kinds of responsibilities we have. And it, it's easy, if we're, and we have to be intentional about leaving a godly legacy, or we won't. So be intentional about it. Now, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. For we were not making up clever stories when you told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Now, <laughs> we're not making up clever stories. Now, 
kind of from the outset, you need to, to, this is where some history helps, because some people might say, oh, well, the apostles, you, you might even, they just made up this religion because, like, for money, you know, because you, you look at churches, like, oh, they have money, they can build buildings, all kinds of stuff. I assure you, we do not have a lot of money. <laughs> You're like, yes, I know, I see the way you dress. You start seeing me dress in, like, really nice suits and wearing bling and, you know, got my drip going. Uh, <laughs> You know, okay, no, but, you know, people, like, uh, people, I, I had a friend one time, and the guy's like, yeah, I, I want to go into ministry, because I really want to, you know, for the money, and I'm like, like, thinking, dude, you chose the wrong thing, <laughs> but, but, you know, people have that idea, they just made up this religion, Now here's the thing, if I made up a religion, and someone wanted to kill me for it, you'd certainly quickly unmake up that religion right <laughs> like no dude i was just kidding uh and to say jesus is lord is a threat in some place like the roman empire because they carried very they cared very much that caesar is lord and, and you're saying jesus is lord and it can even be tough sometimes in america because you say jesus is lord and you know you maybe people think the president is lord he's not <laughs> uh, you know and, and so um the apostles all died for their faith except john who they just boiled him in oil and he survived. So I don't know what's best, uh, being <laughs> dying or being, you know. And I was reading, uh, you know, there's all kinds of church traditions and things. And so I was reading this one article this week. You know, Peter and Paul both martyred in Rome, AD 66. Peter was crucified upside down by tradition because he didn't feel like he was worthy to be crucified like Jesus. Now, we don't know if it's true, because there's a lot of church history and, and things that, if it's not written in the Bible and Scripture, we're not sure. Some of it's tradition. Sometimes there's multiple traditions, so we have to you know, figure out which one. You know, Andrew went to the land of the man-eaters, which is Soviet Union. Uh, <laughs> I guess there were cannibals over there. Uh, you know, and then you know, he went to Asia Minor, Turkey, and he's said to be crucified there. Thomas uh, you know, gets all the way to India. There's actually Christians who who traced their lineage back to him there. Uh, Philip, you know, he was in Carthage, North Africa. Uh, he was arrested because uh, he, he converted the wife of a Ro Roman proconsul, and so they, you know, the proconsul didn't like that, and so he gets uh, arrested and cruelly put to death. Uh, and so, you know, the, if you go through them all, and I could send you an article, I could send you a link if you want, of uh, the, the one I was reading, and, and I read it multiple times, everyone kind of dies a pretty rough death. And so Peter, is, you know, he's not likely to make up this story. He knows he's going to die, and he's like holding on to it, right? Like he truly believes this, and, you know. And, and so, you know, if I was, you know, Jesus Lord, if that could be a death sentence, he would have been like, J.K., LOL, just, you know, just messing around. Uh, verse 17, though, says, you know, as this quote, this is my dearly son who brings me great joy. Now, some of you who are the astute Bible scholars that you are, that's reminding you of something. Uh, maybe two things. You might be confusing something else. But uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, this is where the passage that I, I wouldn't, um, you know, <laughs> probably wouldn't just pick out to preach. We were talking about that earlier. That one of the things about teaching through the Bible is you, you just run into passages and you preach them. And there are weeks where I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is the passage I have to preach on. This is one that you, you read and you're like, what in the world? <laughs> uh, and, and so this, this, we're, this 
passage of Peter, not so much, but it, it reflects back to something that happens. We're going to read Matthew's account, because Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about this, uh, but we're going to read the Matthean account, because Matthean sounds fun. It says, you know, it, it's called the Transfiguration. Everyone, anyone remember that one? You're about to remember it if I start talking about it. Uh, is it one of those that just made you go, huh, the first time you read it? You remember? What in the world is going on there? So here we go. Uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 says, Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them to a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as, as light. And suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Some of you who weren't familiar with the passage and the strangeness are suddenly, you're here with us now. You get it. This is not a, you know, and so Peter, James, and John, this is like Jesus' inner circle. They're hanging out with him. If you, if you read the Gospels, you know, we, we like to think Jesus is there for everyone, but, you know, he's like all of us. We have best friends. We have, we have dudes we hang out with. And so, you know, they, they were there for the raising of, you know, Jairus' daughter, you know, <laughs> you know he, he's there talking to him. You know, they're, they're there with Jesus when he prays. Gets they're they're, they're kind of, they're the dudes. Uh, and they're the, the inner circle, if you will. Uh, you know, it says Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Now, I immediately think, how did they know it was Moses and Elijah? Right? Like, did they have name tags? <laughs> like, you know, is it like some art form that just kind of, or I kind of, maybe it's like a dream. You ever have a dream and somebody doesn't look like they do in the, like in real life, but you know it's that person anyway? That's kind of, in other words, you just kind of sense, you're like, I know that's Moses and Elijah. I don't know how it happens. But they kind of, they, they, they know it's there. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, Matthew doesn't really relate any of the conversation or what the topic. I mean, does, if they're just, like, talking, don't you kind of wonder what they're talking about? Is this just me? Okay, there's, there's three of, of the other who care about Scripture. But we're, I, I don't, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Luke, but Luke, Luke 93, 931 adds, you know, uh, see, we, we work Luke back in. And they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. So they're having this conversation. And this is my favorite, because Peter, if you, if you, if you read the Gospels, if you read along, Peter, he, he often says some odd things. <laughs> he either says something really cool, like, like, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, or then he's like, you know, rebuking Jesus, and Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Uh, you know, he's kind of he's one or the other. <laughs> and so Peter exclaims, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So I was going to go build a lean-to. I, 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 that's like one of those, like, you're like, what in the world, Peter? Uh, <laughs> you know, and it may be a reference to the Feast of Tabernacle, booths, or Sukkot, and, you know, it's, a, it's an agricultural festival, they do this, and, you know, I'm like, why build three? Are you, like, you know, there's six people there? I mean, are you, everyone's, like, got a roommate, a buddy? Like, how does this work? Um, <laughs> okay, John, you're with Elijah, James with Moses, Jesus with me. <laughs> you know, but even as he, Peter, spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. This is my dearly son, the beloved son. Now, one, you hear it in what voice? James Earl Jones? <laughs> you know, like, I'm not exactly sure what the voice of God sounds like, but I'm pretty sure it's like James Earl Jones, maybe Morgan Freeman, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and you know, this, do those words sound familiar? 
from Peter? We just read. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so the disciples are terrified, and you know, which they always are. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I often when I'm talking with people who, especially people who are kind of angry at God, they're like, "When I get to heaven, I got some, ang- I got some questions for God." My guess is, if you get there, you're just going to be a little more startled and alarmed and terrified, and suddenly your list of questions. Uh, aren't going to seem as important as that moment. Um, so just if you're mad at God, it's okay. We can talk about it, but it, things might change. Uh, <laughs> even though they're terrified, uh, you know, I think they're also sort of in awe. <laughs> you know, like there's this, this, this kind of crazy moment, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, <laughs> I, I, just, I just love this, this scene. And then it says, then Jesus touched them, came over and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. And they looked up and and Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. They went back down the mountain. Jesus commanded them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And, uh, you know, and that's really the kind of, the, the, we call it the hermeneutical lens, if you will, because that's a big fancy term, and I can use it and tell you what it means and feel smart. And um, you can use the word hermeneutical sometimes, but, but it's a big fancy word. Hermeneutics is the, 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 art and science of interpreting scripture and so the, the the you know the 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 son of man with jesus and he's risen from the dead that's sort of the lens through which we see of all all scripture and all things and, and so that uh, you know peter's sort of referencing back to that this thing which honestly the transfiguration can seem a little weird right hand raise a hand see okay <laughs> I don't think anyone, maybe a few of you, you really get it, but, uh, and it's really, there, there's like kind of, there's some cultural things in there that I think we don't immediately understand, because when you, when you, you know, there's like, I don't know if you guys knew this, there's different cultures in the world, did you, anyone know that, okay, no one over there knew it, the 1010 section, they're, you know, they just, they didn't know anything about cultures, uh, <laughs> but you know, when, it, when you're in different cultures, there's different things that people just understand. And so I, in Ethiopia, you know, I've learned things like, you know, send greetings from my father or say I love injera and th- different things. And so people begin to kind of accept you more quickly and they kind of understand some things. Um, you know, I remember when I was in, <laughs> I was in Tanzania and you know, everyone washes their hands before they eat because like America, we're lazy. A lot of us don't. But of course, now with COVID, we're doing it all the time. We're probably doing the things we should do all the time. The flu season would probably be a lot less if we would just all, you know, follow some uh, health protocol. But you know, you know, uh, you, you, in the Tanzania, you, after you wash your hands, you would never shake hands or anything. Like America, we'd shake hands and wash again. You have to do this like weird arm bump thing. You have to wear a suit no matter how ridiculously hot you are. I, you know, have you ever seen Jeff sweat through a suit? Um, that's one of the places you'd see it. I also did a wedding one time, and it was about 110 degrees in a garden. It was like one of those beautiful DuPont estates up north, Winterthur. Yeah, it's beautiful, but at 110 degrees in the middle of the day with 100% humidity, not fun. <laughs> anyway, or, or, you know, Kenya, I, I've told you before, I didn't know to say uh, when, I, when I greeted the congregation, it was kind of dead at this church. They kind of like, kind of didn't, they weren't really sure what to make of me, and I didn't tell them I was born again. Like, I didn't know that was, like, the, the cultural script you had to do, and <laughs> which, which was interesting, because someone could have told me that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and movies are our culture, right? Like, we don't have much, I don't think Americans have much culture. We have movies, you know. Uh, I'm going to make them an offer he can't refuse. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Th- there's some things, you know, Toto, I got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Old school, go ahead, make my day. Uh, <laughs> Luke, I am your father which is not actually a quote 
it's actually no, I'm your father. So, <laughs> but you know, there's all these things, and so you know, there was all this stuff going on that maybe we don't understand, but it was pointing to them who Jesus was. Uh, and Jesus was going to suffer and die, and this this kind of showed them, hey, this. You know, this is my son. This, this is the, he's, he's right. Because they had sort of a differing idea of things, right? Like they wanted what? To come in. We're going to kick some Roman tail. We're going to be in charge. That's why they're arguing over who's, who's going to be his left and right hand. You know, who's going to be number one. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and so Peter's confession, you are the Christ. And then next thing you know, He's telling Jesus, no, you're not going to be crucified. You know, stop this. And Jesus is saying, get behind me, Satan. Uh, and so, you know, it's this big paradigm shift moment, if you will, for them when they see, you know, who Jesus is fully, and they know his mission. And so he knows this to be the truth. Now, we pass along things we know to be true, right? Like those of you have kids. There, there's things we've learned I saw a TikTok somebody sent me, but I couldn't, some of the words in it were, <laughs> I couldn't repeat. <laughs> but, but it was kind of like, it was like this, you know, this kid, they're older, and they're like, now they're like, their dad was singing, I told you so, and she was singing all these adult things that she knows now to be true, that, you know, save up money for taxes and things like, <laughs> because, you know, we, we try as hard as we can to pass along what we believe to be true, what, what we know to be true. And that's Peter, Peter is passing on all this stuff about who Jesus is, and, and we're, a little, little spoiler alert, we're going to get into some false teachers, and some people who teach, no, we're not going to get into them, but I mean, they're, they're going to be here in the letter. <laughs> we're not into false teachers. Uh, and, and so he's, he's just saying, he's writing them who Jesus is, where he gets all this stuff, and, and where the truth comes from. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, starting verse 19, because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns, and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came about from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, these prophets were moved along by the Holy Spirit as they spoke from God. And so because of this experience, Peter experienced it, and so he's passing it on. You know, and it can be hard sometimes to discern what's truth in our culture, right? Like, I mean, everyone always tells the truth in our culture, right? I know you guys do. No, I'm kidding. I've seen your, you know, I, I, I did a screenshot today um, in the app store, so for, and it was like the top four apps right now. I don't know how the trending apps happen. Does someone like Snapchat? Uh, I don't do a lot of Snapchat, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure everything you read on Snapchat is true. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok. There's a lot of false, fake stuff on TikTok. I was reading an article today about someone was giving like exercise tips, and it's like, you know, the problem with a TikTok exercise video, there's some good ones out there and some people who are reputable, but they were like, they were saying things, some things that weren't scientifically true and it was becoming a trend and I'm like, this is not good. But you can't like, there's not the verification process, so you kind of have to use your mind, right? Or uh, I don't want to mention in which app it was. You can go on Apple and see what's trending. Maybe it's the same for you and me, I don't know. But it was a dating app. Now on dating apps, everyone's always truthful, right? 
Those of you who have been on them are probably laughing more than the others because, you know, it's like, yeah, that's my picture from 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I know I said I'm 25 to 30, but I meant like 25 to 30 years younger feeling than I am. Uh, <laughs> YouTube. Um, anyone ever come across a YouTube video with some false information? No? That's scary to me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of mistruths. Uh, you, you, get, you ever get a friend request on Facebook or something from someone who is not real? If you get one from me and it's not real, let me know. Uh, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, and that's, it, you know, it can be hard to discern the truth. And so Peter's saying, hey, you know, this, this is what I got. This is what I got from Jesus. And, and there's a level which, you know, if we're, if we're going to trust Peter, it's because you know, he's about to die for this faith. It you know, gives us a hint that maybe we can believe in him. And it's the message proclaimed by the prophets. And so, again, we, we've talked about in Scripture from the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament through the New, there's 66 books. And there's, there's this constant thread, especially in the, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, that, that Jesus is coming. And, you know, there's, there's judgment, but God says, but hey, I'm not done with my people. And, and there's this constant thing we call the missio dei, the mission of God, that ultimately God came to man... And he was going to carry out his plan and his purpose. And so the prophets speak of that. It says, your words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. And Psalm 119 says in verse 105, Psalm 119 is a great psalm, by the way. Uh, not that there's bad psalms. There's some that I find particularly cool. <laughs> psalm uh, 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. The, uh, 130 says, the teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand. So there you go, you got it. <laughs> you know, God's word gives us light and guides us. I wasn't pointing at anyone in particular. <laughs> now I'm afraid to look over in the 1010 section. That was just a gesture. Uh, God's word gives us light and guides us. And that's why we read it and study it uh, and go over it so much. Because, you know, the Bible, you know, I read a lot of stuff. I do. I, I can't help it. You know, most of you constantly on your phone, what are you doing? You're playing on social media, right? I'm like reading the news. I'm like, oh, what's going on in East? I send people East African, because there's two of us who love East African politics, and probably the only two in this state who follow East African politics. I'm getting an amen from everyone. So, you know, I, I'll send like, I sent them an article early this morning on Chinese and African relations that was really interesting. Uh, <laughs> but apparently just to the two of us, because you're like, that's not interesting at all, Jeff. I don't even want you to mention that again ever in a sermon. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 love, I love reading. I read all kinds of stuff, right? I, uh, you know, I love, like, you know, some of you know, I love the smell of a library. And I'm generally in theological libraries, but I love old bookstores. I don't know if they still have old bookstores. I haven't been back to Pittsburgh in a while. But I used to go around to all the, the old bookstores, and, like, there were, like, cool, and there was always, like, a Bible section. And I got discount Bibles that I still got, you know. It sounds, you know, I, there, was, there was a meme on Facebook. It was, like, had a picture of the Bible, and it's, like, signed copy. I'm like, really? How did you get <laughs> Because um, anyway, <laughs> did Jesus sign it? Did Elijah sign it? I don't know. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, there's lots of things we can read, but the Bible is different. Cause, cause I read the Bible, but then the Bible kind of reads me. 
<laughs> you know, it, it speaks to me in ways and, 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 you know, illuminates things I don't see. And, and then as you're a believer, you know, I used to read the Bible when I was an unbeliever. And, you know, I was just like, well, I don't know what this means or says. And I try to guess. But now it, it's like it, it shines light and I can see. And so the Bible is this different kind of book. Um, it says the morning star shines in your hearts. And some of you might be thinking Revelation thing. I, I thought this was really interesting, and hopefully you find it interesting too. The word there is actually phosphorus. It's where we get phosphorus. Now, you've got to be careful making too much of, of, of the English word from then. But, you know, I think, you know, I think of phosphorus, I think of what? Most of you probably think of this too. ATP. You know, so within the cell, the mechanism for energy, ATP, ATP, you know. Okay, none of you think of that. But it's just a necessary thing for life. Or I think of, now Bob will remember these. Remember the Ohio blue tip strike anywhere matches? Some, yeah, <laughs> they were awesome. I don't even think you can buy them. There's only one type of, of I tried to find some last night because like when I was thinking of this, I was like, oh, wonder if they still have those. You can't even ship them, you know, except especially because they're explosive. They burn. Uh, you know, and, and then, uh, <laughs> so maybe it's not the best thing to ship. Matches that burst, they were so cool, though. Now they have to put the phosphorus, they actually embed it in some in the strip and everything, and they use a red phosphorus. Again, <laughs> too much chemistry. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. Uh, you know, Morning Star was actually Venus. Uh, uh, you know, it, it would be kind of visible, and I don't know much uh, astronomy. <laughs> uh, I almost said astrology, but I, I don't know much about that either. But you know, it's you know, it, it kind of it, it shows up first. It, it brings us light. John one five says the light shines in the darkness, and darkness can never extinguish it. And so Jesus is the light. John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to the people and said, "I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life." And so Jesus is the light, ultimately. Uh, it says here, the prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, when you talk about what it means to, to kind of be inspired as the Bible, you, you can get caught up in some weird conversations. You can get, uh, <laughs> I've had some really interesting things. And if you have questions about that kind of stuff, I won't go into it in detail now because I, 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 I spent a lot of time looking at this kind of this issue and looking at you know inspiration of scripture, how to interpret different things, looking at like fragments. I know the, the evangelical church is very uh, you know excited about like fragments of old Bible texts. I'd love to go to the museum of the Bible. They have some. They have some fraudulent ones there. They got of ripped off a few times. And you know anyway, it's just that's a controversy. I'm not bagging on them, but 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 I love it. In fact, you can go to the Ollies and you can get some of their books about the Bible, which are kind of cool. Uh, so, but but I, I love. I, I love the, the text, but the idea of inspiration of Scripture, I, I think when you say Scripture's inspired, you can kind of get different ideas of what that looks like. I, I think a good picture for that would be, uh, and the word here used, sort of the picture we get, is the ship driven by the wind. And so the Holy Spirit speaks through people. And if you were to, you know, you, you read different books of the Bible, you can kind of see, okay, this is how Peter writes. You can kind of see, well, this is how Matthew writes. Or you can, maybe you can't, but some of us can. <laughs> but, you know, they kind of have a different feel and a character. And when you look at the Old Testament, there's some, there's some you get a quote, you're not even sure where it was. You're like, oh, that sounds like Isaiah. <laughs> you know, oh, that sounds like. And so God uses who they are, just like God uses preachers who, who speak you know, you know, just to, to say you're, you're preaching under the anointing, because let's get a little, little Pentecostal here for a moment. You know, it's not that God, you know, gives you the exact word to say all the time, but there's, there's this, this push along. And so the, the idea of a wind blowing a ship, 
That, 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 that's the picture here. The, the ship's driven by the wind. And so you still got some steering to do. With the, it's been so windy on the bikes lately. You know, it, it's like, oh my gosh, we went the other day. It was like a standstill. We're like pedaling as hard as we could. We're like 12 miles an hour. That's great. Uh, you know, I, we're trying to figure out how to put sails on there, right? Because, you know, even with the, the, the God, God might give the inspiration, the, the wind, but you've got to kind of cut the wind and use the sail. And so God uses this partnership of, of people that he uses, he speaks through, but ultimately there's an author behind the author. And scripture is inspired like no other thing, and it's spoken into a particular culture, a particular language, uh, and we have this inspired scripture of it. Uh, and ultimately, that's the judge of our faith, and that's the things by which we judge things. And we're going to get into false teachers. Again, we're not going to get into them, but we're going to talk about it because that's what comes up next. You could read ahead and you'd know that, right? <laughs> but you did read ahead. Anyone read ahead? Nope. You didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, again, you know, I think as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, you know, we often say we believe in the Bible. And again, I'm going to use this analogy so you're sick of it, so I'm going to remind you, just like Peter reminded people of things, you know, that, that it's like the software agreement. We click on it, but we don't know what's in it. And, and that's one of the reasons, I, you know, we can get false teachers is because we don't know. Sometimes people will say things to me, and I'm like, that is crazy. And I could give you a bunch of Bible verses as to why that's crazy, but they heard it in a sermon. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, we, can, we, we can trust the one of, of whom the Scripture speaks. And, and that's the, the transfiguration. I kind of sort of, a, um, I, I think the, the way to think of that is sort of like it's a movie preview. Some of you like movies, occasionally go to movies. <laughs> You could just combine the restaurants. There is a restaurant movie place up in Pickling. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, get, you get a glimpse of his glory, this glimpse of heaven transformed into who he's going to be. And, and Jesus' agenda ultimately wasn't what the disciples thought. He wasn't a political ruler. ruler. He wasn't a savior there to destroy us. But, but he came uh, ultimately on the cross to pay for our sins. And, and ultimately, we have to decide then, you know, if he is who he says he is, then we truly need to live differently. We live differently. Salvation is free, but it'll cost you everything because you'll put your life in his hands and you'll ultimately find yourself fully in him. 